the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal, too. Roughly 300 people that were there to celebrate the end of Roe versus Wade. Obviously, very peaceful celebration. Well, the bottom line comes from the Bible. We are to have no fellowship with darkness. I didn't agree with teachers or anybody, for that matter, teaching my children that they didn't have the same opportunities as other children, simply based on the color of their skin. The folks today that you're talking about, they're just much more militant, and they're targeting even younger children. When we are counting ourselves as believers, that we need to count the cost of being a follower of Jesus. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal, too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to listen to our four-minute commentaries right here on The Word Columbus on Tuesdays and Thursdays just after 4 p.m. And also be sure to check out all our resources for parents and grandparents who want to be watchful about the culture's influence on our kids. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. I love to have guests on my show who've been called to address some of the challenges in our culture in very creative ways, using their gifts and talents to bring about, hopefully, a godly solution. So today, I want to introduce you to just such another person and the campaign that he has launched. Alan Warner is our guest today. Alan has a BA in religious studies. He went to divinity school but dropped out after one semester, although he has been a lay pastor and a Bible study leader since then. And then he went on to get a master's degree in computer science. And then he spent his career in information technology at several large American companies for over 40 years where he saw in person the changes brought about by diversity programs. And he could tell that this was in response to outside pressure, but he did not know until a few years ago exactly how this pressure was being applied. So looking back, he now knows it was from groups like the Human Rights Campaign. And when Alan saw what they were doing, he thought, why aren't the churches doing anything to counteract this? Why is the voice of the HRC the only outside voice being heard inside America's corporate boardrooms? And so Alan will share with us his ideas for a solution. So welcome to Mission America Radio, Alan. Thank you very much, Linda. I'm honored to be on your program. I'm a great admirer of what you have done. 
Well, thank you so very, very much. I'm a great admirer of what you have done when you got in touch with me, um, oh, I'm several years ago, I think. I'm just stunned at how well you write and you articulate what you what you believe. And then you introduced uh, and sent me information about your Attitude of Gratitude campaign. So walk us through what this project is that you've developed, the Attitude of Gratitude campaign. Well, it, it started as a response to the Human Rights Campaign, which is a last time I, heard, I read about it, it was a $43 million per year uh, organization in Washington, D.C. that sends out questionnaires to all large American companies, not just asking what they do to support the LGBTQ agenda, but really demanding that they uh, support the LGBTQ agenda, then they, they receive questionnaires back from companies and they post the results on their website and a company can score from zero to 100. And when I found out about this, I thought, this is astonishing. <laughs> they're, they're telling companies how to organize their company and I think most Americans aren't even aware of it, and churches don't seem to be aware of it. So I thought, why aren't Christians answering this? And nobody else I talked to seemed inclined to do anything. So I said, I'll start, instead of a human rights campaign, an attitude of gratitude campaign. I'll send out a questionnaire to these companies, and I'll tell them, hey, you know, you're opposing God's laws by doing this. Why don't you instead show gratitude to the God who's given you life and everything that you have? So that's what I'm up to. Well, it's astonishing what uh, you are taking on, yet I really have this gut feeling that God is going to honor this because you're not, of course, many, many people have noticed it's, they call it the Corporate Equality Index, the CEI uh, at the Human Rights Campaign. But, you know, many, many people have been thinking somebody ought to do something. But then, you know, like people kick the can down the road, you're actually going to do something. So let me, I just want to read a portion that's on your Attitude of Gratitude uh, website, which is, by the way, folks, agcampaign.org. So let me just read this very sobering statement. Quote, we are a group of Christians who are concerned because we see that the Christian God is no longer welcome in America. Instead of being honored, God is mocked. We are concerned because as our country turns against the one true God and against his laws, that same God is withdrawing his protection from our country. We are concerned for the future of our country and for the future of all Americans, Christian or not, as America reaps the rewards of spitting in God's eye, unquote. That is stunningly sobering. And expand that thought for us. How does this relate then, as you you said some somewhat already, but how does this relate to American business and industry specifically? Well, specifically, it says that American industry has transformed its worldview within my lifetime. I an example <laughs> that I, from my personal experience is that the company I worked at most recently, up until I retired 14 years ago, 
uh, adopted a diversity campaign while I was there. And by the time I left the company, they you could walk down the hallway and see posted on the wall of every manager's office a little sign or insignia symbolic of uh, sympathy to the LGBTQ agenda. Yeah. Uh, it didn't have any words on it. It was just symbolic. And I, since then, I've, I've thought about this, and I thought, you know, what they're really saying is anyone who comes into this office doesn't have to worry about me being one of those Christian uh, hypocrites who condemns you to to hell for being who you are, and and I thought I'd mention also that I had an uncle who worked at this same company for forty years, and uh, by the end he had more than a thousand people reporting to him, and he used to keep a Bible uh, plainly visible on top of his desk, and so when I talk about the company with with my family, we re- refer to it as the old company and the new company. Yeah. It was, it's like completely transformed, and I, I see this is happening all across corporate America. Yep, yep, absolutely. And you know, the thing that occurs to me is that every all, these large companies at this point still have a um, employment from the EEOC non-discrimination policy that includes that they are not going to discriminate based on religion. So they're just spitting in the face of the people that might find that objectionable. But as long as nobody speaks up, they can keep doing it. Isn't that the case? Exactly, yes. That's what I was so concerned about, that they're just hearing this one voice. And I'm trying to remember now the term you used for their voice in one of your your writings. It, it was just perpetually whining. Yes, <laughs> is, is what they they hear, <laughs> and you know the the rusty wheel is the one that that gets the oil. Yes, and they're not hearing a voice from the Christian side, so that's what I'm trying to provide. Right, and you have sample letters then on your website for people to send right. to companies and to their own churches. So talk to us about how you see those being used. Well, at first, my intention was just to send letters to the companies. And then I realized some of these CEOs may very well attend a church that uh, supports the LGBTQ agenda. There there are churches in America now, the the Episcopal Church, the United Methodist Church, United Church of Christ, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, the Presbyterian Church USA, they all support the LGBTQ campaign to to one extent or another. So I decided I'll I'll start by sending letters to these uh, heads of these churches and say, look, you are defying God's laws, you're and you're leading all these Americans astray. And then I would send uh, corresponding letters to the companies and say and end with a questionnaire that says. I affirm that my company will sponsor only employee programs and benefits that promote marriage consisting of one husband and one wife, and I will not promote the LGBTQ lifestyle, and I recognize that 
I may uh, face a strident outcry from the LGBTQ community, but I have decided to trust in God and, and ask the, for the protection and blessings of Almighty God before whom I stand in obedience now. So I can imagine this will this will really startle some of them. They'll, they'll think I'm a I'm nut, but uh, that's what it says. Wow, that is so bold and so beautiful. That is. Uh... A fantastic way to go because you know that a lot of this is sheer intimidation. I mean, there the loud you said the squeaky the squeaky wheel gets the grease, and so that's what's happening. And if we're not squeaky wheels, folks, it, as Christians, we're not going to get any grease. We're not going to protect what God has allowed to flourish in America, and. Uh, we are going to see if the corporations go down and the churches go down, where are we? How can we sit around and whine about corrupt politicians, you know, when we've let all this go where we could have made a difference? What do you think about that? Uh, yes, <laughs> we, we, need, we need to do something. We need, and besides taking action, we need to pray and we need to uh, pray in specific ways I, I don't think there's a sufficient understanding of the spiritual battles that we are are facing. And I'm, you know, I've said this to a number of my friends when I leave church on Sunday. I, I go to church down in, I'm in Texas now in the Bible Belt, and every Sunday there's a an altar call at the end of the church service. Anyone who hasn't received Christ you're welcome to come forward. And I think to myself, you know, this minister has has all of these spiritual troops lined up here, but what he's really concerned about is adding more to the number of troops instead of assigning the ones that he has there to specific duties, like dealing with, with the whole spiritual assault that we're under through... The LGBTQ campaign is, is a primary example now, and if you if you like, we could <laughs> we could go into more detail, perhaps about just how this is a, a spiritual problem. Yes, well, you're absolutely right. It is. Uh, we are facing. We can see that spiritual oppression is weighing down individuals, is deceiving large numbers of people and uh, deceiving churches. And um, we could talk all day about that. Maybe we'll come back around to more detail on that uh, at the end of our program. But what I wanted to what I wanted to talk to you about is, as you know, I deal uh, an awful lot of the time with schools and youth and the impact of these horrible agendas, the pro-abortion, the uh, LGBTQ agenda on our children and on schools. And one of the things that struck me in uh, some of what you've written on your website is that you said that parents need to seriously address what's going on in the corporate world. And that's not just because of their own jobs, but because of the future conditions for our children. If you, Like you said, if you think the woke agenda children are being taught in school is bad, wait until after graduation when kids go job hunting and find that they are required to think and to believe in order to get a paycheck and put food on the table, the entire woke agenda. So expand on this a little bit. And we're going to pause there and leave you all in suspense until we come back 
after our break. We've been talking with Alan Warner, who has started something called the Attitude of Gratitude Campaign. That's agcampaign.org. And we're talking about what do your kids do now when they go to apply for a job and they're required to adopt the entire woke agenda. Stay with us here on Mission America Radio. This is Linda Harvey. We will be right back after this. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. And we've been talking with Alan Warner, who is describing his new project called the Attitude of Gratitude Campaign, agcampaign.org. As we paused for our break, he was starting to describe the atmosphere that your children and mine encounter when they go to apply for a job in today's corporate world. Let's listen. Well, imagine going to apply for a job and being told not just that there are certain standards for the company, but basically you have to think a certain way. You have to believe a certain way. It it strikes me that this is something new in America. In, In the past, Christians may have held beliefs contrary to evolution, for example, or they may have thought that abortion was evil, but they weren't required to change their beliefs in order to get a job. But now this is what is happening. And the LGBTQ uh, folks are delighted about this. They don't like Christians. They don't like Christianity is the bottom line. They look back and they say for hundreds of years, you Christians have declared us to be outlaws. Now we're going to do the same to you. That's that's what they're thinking, even though they don't come right out and, and use the word Christian most of the time. That's really what they're thinking, and so that's what young people are going to face. If, they, if they're a strong Christian and want to take a, a Christian stance, they're going to have to, to face this fact in the employment world. Right, and the thing that I... Am concerned about are the things that you will be required to do just in, for instance, language, like the pronoun issue, for instance. We see more and more companies where even if the person is, you know, a heterosexual, not uh, an activist, but uh, executives signing their their names with he slash him, you know, at the end, as if this is what you do. It's almost like Mr. and Mrs. used to be, because everybody's supposed to use the pronouns that some group of people decide. You know, it becomes a rigid thought code. Do you think we'll ever get to the point of loyalty pledges where people won't be able to get a job unless they take a loyalty oath, for instance? Well, I, I think it's that's kind of happened. I, I think when you, you sign your name with he slash his slash him, you're, that, that's like shorthand saying, I'm on board. I, I've, I've signed up. I, I know the secret handshake now, so I'm a member of the club. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What? So, okay, so you have the letters on your website uh, about uh, that we could send to churches. What could and should a pastor who knows this but just simply hasn't addressed it from the pulpit, what and what can the congregation do? What can that particular pastor do? What should they be doing? Well, 
I, I would say recognize that this is a spiritual problem. First of all, I, it seems to me that Christians and pastors in particular don't recognize that they're dealing with demonic forces here, and they don't they don't read carefully in the Bible where it says when Jesus came to earth, he went forth preaching the good news and healing the sick and casting out demons. And when he sent his disciples forth, he sent them to preach the good news, to heal the sick, to cast out demons. Uh, preachers don't talk about demons, and congregations aren't accustomed to hearing such things. They, they seem to think it's odd at best, but it has to be faced that we're we're talking about uh, stronger and stronger demonic powers here. Pastors need to first of all teach and instruct their congregations about the need to combat demonic forces and how to do it through prayer and through gifts of the spirit. And when the people are so instructed, they need to be aware that they can go out and, and deal with demons. And, of course, when it comes to something like a, camp, a campaign to deal with a problem in the schools or deal with a problem in, in the corporate world, uh, they need to speak up, make their voices known to the superintendent of schools or to the CEO. But I would say do it in a way that doesn't just say, we oppose this, we disagree with you, but to do it in a way that says, this is what the Lord God says, the Lord God who is the maker of heaven and earth. This is what he says, and we will suffer if we don't obey him. And, you know, that is what it, many, many people who go to school board meetings, for instance, or give testimonies down at the Ohio State House or any of the state legislatures or stand up in a, a corporate shareholder meeting where people are always cautioned, you know, don't use the Bible. Don't talk about this specifically. And you're saying we need to talk about this, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I was just saying to some friends yesterday that uh, I get mailings constantly from the Alliance Defending Freedom, and they're doing wonderful work. They defend small businessmen and women who are Christians who are standing up against the LGBTQ uh, agenda. But in all their mailings, they say, we're defending on, in court on the basis of my client has a strongly held a personal belief mm -hmm. that makes him or her oppose this. And I just cringe when I read that because I, I think, what if David went out to face Goliath and he said, yo there, Mr. Goliath, you better watch out. I come to you in the name of a strongly held personal <laughs> belief. And, and Goliath would have just taken a deep breath and blown him away. He wouldn't even have needed a spear. So why don't we mention the name of the Lord? Yes. It, it just boggles the mind. It does. It does. You know, we are uh, about out of time. Uh, it's, it goes very fast. Tell people how uh, they can learn more about your um, Attitude of Gratitude campaign. The uh, agcampaign.org is the website, and it has copies of the, the letters that I plan to send out. Currently, one of them has to be updated because it says it 
it criticizes the human rights campaign for having a three-page detailed questionnaire. The human rights campaign this year has a 20-page detailed oh, wow. questionnaire. But <laughs> so, and the the website explains it all basically. And there's a uh, screen where you can uh, enter comments and communicate if you want to. Okay. Thank you, Alan, for your boldness, your wisdom, the research and preparation you have done to get to this point. And I am praying that you find an awful lot of enthusiasm and that people come on board to join you. So thank you for being my guest today. Oh, you're very welcome. And friends, I hope you will visit agcampaign.org and ponder these things in your heart. This is a big move and a different way of approaching things. We have to become courageous and stand up. But just remember, just remember that with God, all things are still possible. I hope you have a great day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.